Welcome to Hardcore Penn State Football. Marching forward. We're leaving February, heading into March, spring practice. Things are about to get a little bit spicier. We got some more winter workout news. Maybe talk a little bit of Big Ten. Uh, on three updated their 2025 rankings. And you guys gave us some bold predictions. So get all that and more in this week's episode. Into hardcore Penn State football. I'm Corey Lestoki. With me, as always, the Diet Dr. Pe- Pepper man himself, Sean Kane. How are you doing today, Sean? Not too bad, Corey. Um, I don't know if you watched the, uh, I don't think we talked about the basketball game last night. A little, uh, tad disappointing, but, you know, I think Penn State, I think they've, I think Mike Rhodes has done a pretty good job of the program this year, so. I had very little expectations for them this year after they lost the Bucknell. And yeah. So the fact that they're almost close to 500 in Big Ten is actually impressive to me, uh, given that they're not a very good team. I think they're being coached pretty dang well, all things considered. Last night, I feel like it was just one of those games where they just didn't shoot the ball well. And they have no ability to win games if they don't shoot the ball decently well. And and they, yeah. they weren't able to do that. Yeah, I mean, the problem with them all year has been defense. and. If you need to rely on your defense to win a game, just not the team for it. But they're heading in the right direction. They just rely on too many guys right now that probably just shouldn't be at this level. Right. Um, before we started the show, Sean, you said that you drink five Diet Dr. Peppers a day? Yeah, roughly. Sometimes less, sometimes more. More? There's days where you drink more. Not many, but they do happen. Sorry, I was looking for something to clean my glasses with. And I'm not one of these people that drink soda in the morning, so it's not like I start from like 8 a.m., but 
I if if you're a listener and you're one of those people that drink soda in the morning, pop in the morning. Welcome to the show because you, you're right where you belong because you're a weirdo just like us. <laughs> the only time I do that is if like I'm tailgating. Tailgate lots, it doesn't matter what time it is because it doesn't matter what time it is to do anything. Yeah, you could do uh, whatever you want in tailgate lots. Like anything goes. Just clean my glasses and it made it ten times worse. But outside of like tailgating for like a Penn State game or a concert or anything like that, no, nah, I'm not gonna drink soda in the morning. Oh god, these are so bad. Uh for those that were trying to figure out, I was trying to clean my glasses and I failed. Uh okay, so we got I got through that hump. We're talking about that because we're like, hey, diet, you know, Dr. Pepper should be endorsing a shot if he's drinking five diet Dr. Peppers a day. But these are things we can talk about in February. But I mean, right now we still have Patrick Mowdy. That's true. That's true. I wasn't ready to go there just yet. Well, not yet. We're just teasing the teasing the ad a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You will hear that ad tonight, by the way, if you're curious. The ad that ad will be coming your way, maybe in the next five seconds, maybe in the next fifteen minutes, maybe. Well, at some point, so um, I wanted to start the show. I thought it'd be the best way to start the show with some of the some of the uh, Twitter sphere people's bold predictions for spring practice. That way, it's a little bit interactive here to start off with. Um, Sean, I want you to tell me whether or not there's a chance that any of these will happen or not. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Am I ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, this first one here comes from Seth Dirk. Seth Dirk says, not sure how bold this is, but Trey Wallace separates himself as a clear number one wide receiver heading into summer practice. I'm going to go unrealistic. I just, with Trey Wallace, the thing with him is, like, yes, he does have talent. Um, He's big. And he could run. But I just don't know if he could stay healthy. I, I can't really buy that much stock into a guy that can never really stay on the field. Uh, like I said, I don't think it's really his ability. I don't think it's really his effort or anything like that. I think it, or his mentality. I think it's just him being able to stay on the field. And at a certain point, best ability is availability. And Trey Wallace missed roughly half the season last year with a couple different injuries. So if he could stay on the field, sure, he could contend. I still don't think he, he has the talent of a uh, Andre Lambert Smith, but I think he could be a very good player for us. Yeah. Just one of those guys that we really like. Just We would like Trey Wallace to catch a break. He just hasn't been able to catch one yet. I mean, that's just that's how it is. But I, I I do think he has some great talent there. Next one from longtime listener. And, and Seth's been around for a while, too, to give credit where credit's due. Uh, Mike Seth has Bales. a great name, too, by the way. Uh, Scepter. Yeah, I thought... Sorry, I got confused there. Oh, 
Amari Evans pushes Trey Wallace for the third wide receiver spot. Funny, we were just talking about uh, Harrison Wallace. Uh, yeah, I mean, it. that one I could see as being more conceivable just because I love Omari Evans' talent. Um, you can't teach speed, and he's probably the fastest receiver that we have. Uh, I just haven't seen a tough of Carmelo Taylor, but I think he's the fastest receiver that we've seen at Penn State so far. And, yeah, when he gets on the field, he has a tendency to make things happen. The big thing with him last year, for one reason or the other, I'm not really sure. He just didn't see this field very much last year. So, if, um, yeah, if he could get on the field, and I believe Andy Kotelnicki could find creative ways to get him open and get him, um, get up some yak yards. Yeah, I think that's very conceivable. Yeah, it's hard for me because I put a lot of stock into Mari Evans last year and it didn't work out for me. Um, so in Mike Vale's situation, he kind of contradicts Seth because he has Trey basically as your third, fourth best wide receiver behind Keandre Lambert-Smith and <clears throat> Julian Fleming. No bull predictions that we got today, by the way, had anything to do with a new wide receiver coming in out of the transfer portal after spring practice, which is interesting. Again, all these are supposed to be for spring practice. Just keep that in mind. Just keep that in mind as uh, as we go through these, because some of these, like maybe they could happen by the end of the summer practice, summer camp. But I just feel like that's asking a lot in 15 practices. Uh, all right, this next one from Maddie Ice. Anthony Dunka will win the right tackle job and someone other than Drew Shelton wins the left tackle job. And got to give me a name there for left tackle. I guess that would be Nolan Rucci then? Maybe Rucci. Um, I think Nolan Rucci's starting at right tackle, if I'm not mistaken, though. So maybe a Javen Williams, um, who's a name we didn't hear a ton of, a ton from last year, and that's not unusual with the new lineman. I, I, we talked... We talked briefly about Javen Williams a couple shows ago in that he was just such a dominant high school football player at, 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 as an offensive lineman because he is so massive. He is so athletic. Um, and some, it, But he still had some technical stuff to work on. So another year in the program of working on that technical um, side, of, side of the game yeah, it could definitely pay dividends with the guy that has his talent and uh, natural mean streak things. So I'm not saying it's inconceivable, but Drew Shelton is a guy that this coaching staff has shown that they like a lot. He started as a as a true freshman left tackle. So I just kind of think he's going to be Drew Shelton's going to be a guy that's hard to dislodge there. Right tackle, I could definitely see that. I think Anthony Daka. Not gonna say he's the favorite, but it's probably 50-50 right now between him and Nolan Rucci. It wouldn't surprise me if they did something similar to what they did in 2022 with Caden Wallace and Bryce Effner, something like that. Some um rotation. Uh Troutwine has shown that he's willing to rotate offensive linemen. He did it with the guards last year, too. And that's that's something that I could definitely see happening. But left tackle, I just kind of think Drew Shelton has it. Maybe not on lock, on lock, but pretty close. 
I agree with everything you just said. Dunka at right tackle, it does definitely seems conceivable. Um man, yeah, I agree. Shelton, Shelton not being at left tackle is pretty, pretty hard to see. This next one comes from Smordane. Tony Rojas wrecks the entire team. Good wreck? I guess. Yes, because I think he will. I, I definitely could see that happening. I think Tony Rojas will be the I think he'll have the biggest jump from this freshman class. Uh this previous freshman class was sophomore year. I think he's gonna see the biggest jump in production and then the biggest jump in play because last season, yeah, he got in and he made some plays, but he also made some plays that he'd like to have back. And right. um, you know, the Garrett uh Garrett Green um Fooling him out of his shoes on the read option. I think there was actually two of those last year. Yeah, I think he had another one too. So that's just kind of stuff that you live and learn. And typically you don't see as much from a sophomore as you would a freshman. So I I have full faith that he'll be able to get past that and uh, get better. And Tom Allen loves his linebackers. He has a strong track record of producing good linebackers, even with some Indiana teams that just weren't very good. You knew that he was going to get the most out of the linebackers, and I'm fully expecting that of Tony Rojas. Yeah, trying to find. He also power cleaned 350 pounds a couple days ago. Saw that. Yeah, that was that was impressive, and really the transformation from his of his body. Um, I think I heard that he's up to in the like 235 now. And he came in last uh, last winter at 190. So that's a dramatic increase in just a year of all good weight. So he has put the work in in the weight room. And yeah, I think he's ready to blossom. Our our friend PSU Dylan, Dylan Dawson, throwing a little reply out there that he might see Tony Rojas at the Sam. Your thoughts? Um. You know, I want to hold judgment because I don't I want to see what the Sam means in Tom Allen's defense. Like, what's he going to do at the Sam? Because it might be different than what the Sam was asked to do in Manny Diaz's defense. Um, You know, that was Curtis Jacobs spot. So I want to withhold judgment till I see what see what they're see what the thinking is. If it's something similar to what we saw in Manny's defense, then. I don't know. I think he would be better suited at the will where he could just kind of fly around out there. But I don't know what Tom Allen has in mind. That's a good point. Uh, I I just don't know. But I I do think Dylan Dawson's pretty well connected for whatever that means. Um, Going back to the bold predictions here. Okay, they're about to get real spicy, Sean. Real spicy. That's what we do here. Yeah. Killer, no chaser. If you saw our show in a Mexican restaurant, it would have multiple jalapenos next to it. Right. This question here is from Chris Grady. Grady. Prabila emerges as the number one quarterback coming out of spring. He went there. He really he went did. there. He really did. Um, no, no indication of trolling. Hey, I mean, 
in all honesty, there is, even last season, there is a quiet segment of the fan base that thought that Bo was just better than Drew. And I think you, and I'll hearken, I'll hearken back to what I said during the season. I think a quarterback like Bo would fit what James Franklin wants to do better than a quarterback like Drew Aller. However, you still have to be able, at the end of the day, being the quarterback is still being is still about being able to throw the football. And I just don't have a ton of faith in what I've seen from Bo Prabula throwing. I think he's a fantastic runner. I think he's a great athlete. But I I just don't know. I I don't think this coaching staff is going to trust Bo throwing the ball more than Drew throwing the ball. And I think that's what it's going to come down to, too. So I don't think it's an insane take, but it's just one that I don't agree with. I think it's kind of insane. Coming out of spring, I think it's insane. Because even if even if Bo Perbilo was even if Bo Perbilo was the QB one coming out, nobody would know about it. So you wouldn't even emerging means you've like separated yourself away from the pack, and it's obvious. The well, only way that hap- the only way that happens is if knock on wood, Drew Aller gets hurt or he leaves. Like otherwise, Bo Perbilo is not going to emerge as the number one QB, QB number one. They don't do a whole lot of good on good at the blue white game either. So you can't even say, all right, so Bo leads the first team offense out there. And I think that would make people really like step back, but it's just not something I could see. And I know Franklin's MO has always been there's competition in every position. I think there's some truth to that, but with the quarterback, he's never he's never taken a QB one job from one of his quarterbacks outside of Clifford for a game or two in uh, right. 2020. But I mean, Cliff ended up coming right back. <laughs> so it's not really something he does. And he has shown that he's going to be loyal to his quarterbacks. So I can't see it, especially out of spring practice. Also, Bo Pribula doesn't, like, he's not a practice quarterback. Like, his running ability doesn't show up in practice. So, he would literally have, to to what you said about throwing, he would have to prove that he's a better thrower than Bo Pribula in the spring. Yeah. Yeah, and I just, he he doesn't have the arm talent of a Drew Aller. And arm talent isn't everything, obviously. Um, But it's... It's just like a lot of even the easy throws, Bo has shown a tendency to be inconsistent on. And it's something that I think the staff is going to trust more with Drew Aller. Don't forget, Franklin was big going into last year about not wanting to turn the ball over much. And Drew Aller did not turn the ball over much last year. The one thing he did well, almost to a fault, was take care of the football. And I think that's something that this coaching staff really 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 likes about you out and it's going to make it even harder to dislodge him from that from that starting job they're gonna and a lot of coaches are like this too uh they like especially the college coaches they want to go with what they trust with what they know and they typically you know typically if you're a coach that flies by the seat of his pants and kind of 
is and is a bit of a riverboat gambler, you don't tend to stick around very long in college football. Uh, yeah. And that's part of why James Franklin's been the coach here for 10 years. And, uh, but believe me, I won't hesitate to, to criticize him, but he's typically going to take a more conservative approach and go with what he trusts. And I don't necessarily disagree with that philosophy. Right. I don't know if I had anything else to add to that. I think I'm good on that for now. Uh, final one here from Rich. Rich also longtime fan of the show. He says this will be Drew Aller's last spring with the program. Could you see Drew Aller being gone after this year? Sure, of course. Um, I think there are one of two ways that he could be gone. Either he goes to the NFL draft, which would be that would tell me he probably had a good year, so that would be fine. Or and in 2024, this is what could happen. He doesn't have that great of a year. We have a disappointing season. And he decides to leave for whatever reason. Or Penn State decides to separate uh, from him. So is it possible that he's gone? Yeah. Um, and like a, And really, I think going into last year, almost everybody was under the impression that we were going to have three years with Drew Aller. And I still tend to be under that impression that we're going to have three years with Drew Aller. And hopefully it ends well. Hopefully he balls out and he has a great season and, you know, we go to the playoff and all that. And Drew goes off to the draft. I, I think that would be good for everybody involved. Um, but, uh, you know, there is a flip side. He could be gone for other reasons, too. Or he could just come back. But I would probably lean more towards he'll be – this is his last year, too. So I would agree with you. How good of a season does Penn State have to have if Jarrell doesn't come back next year? they got to make the playoff, right? Um, probably. Yeah, because I still think this defense is going to be really good. I don't think it's going to be quite as good as last year, but is this a playoff-quality defense with 12 teams? Yeah. Yeah, I think it could definitely be one of the top, top 12 defenses in the nation. And if the offense could get things going and Drew does well, uh, gets us to the playoff, yeah. I, I, I So to answer your question, yes, I think they'd have to make the playoff for him to, for him to go to the NFL. Gotcha. Thank you for those bold predictions. We'll keep trying to ask, get you guys involved in the show. Do not have any fan questions today, so... Um, that was kind of our way of getting people involved. There was some breaking news, Sean, while we've been recording here. Um, reported by Yahoo Sports, Ross Dellinger. We talked about this a little bit last time, but there was a little bit more updates that a 14-team playoff is being socialized, and it would grant three automatic qualifiers to the Big Ten and the SEC two automatic qualifiers to the Big 12 slash ACC, and then one automatic qualifier to the G5, and then three at large. What are your off-the-press hot thoughts there? So socialize, is that like Cuba or Venezuela? I joke. Um, so um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think this was predictable, although it's very, very dumb. And the reason it's very, very dumb is we never even had a 12-team playoff yet. And if you were going to expand to 14, why not just expand to 14 when they decided to do this like two or three years ago? So that makes no sense to me, why they didn't just do that before. And honestly, Corey, we all know where this is going. Like, it went to 14. What's next? It's going to go to 16. So they should just they should have just went to 16. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to go from 12 to 14, just go 16 to 16 nuts. then. 14's nuts. In my opinion, 12 I, is I don't agree nuts. with it. Yeah. I mean, but this is, if this was what their plan was, and you're not going to, I think if they said that their plan was to go to 12, but then one thing led to another, I, I think they're lying. I just don't believe them. I think their plan the whole time was to slowly do this, and it, it's dumb, and I, I just think they're lying. Just lying right to your face. I said it. Yeah, I just, I think it's hysterical. I mean, more than just the three auto qualifiers for the Big Ten the SEC, <clears throat> what we're likely going to see is those dwindled down, all the all the other ones dwindling down to just more auto automatic qualifiers for the Big Ten SEC as we continue to congeal and conglomerate where the Big 12 ACC lose their bid and then the G5 loses their bid. Next, you know, it's just eight and eight and you got yourself an NFL playoff. <laughs> I mean, that's. For a yeah. while there, it seemed like maybe we were 10 something years ago. Now it just feels like we might be like five years away. Yeah, and, you know, we already had the SEC and the Big Ten doing their alliance, but like an actual alliance, not like what the Pac-12 had with the Big Ten a few years ago. Um, Like an actual thing. And, yeah, I think, like we said, that just shows you that the Big Ten and the the SEC, they're eventually probably going to do their own thing. And what's going to end up happening is they're going to absorb a lot of the teams from the Big 12, a lot of the teams from the ACC, and that's going to be the playoff then. And I don't know if it's going to be like a relegation thing like the soccer people always tell me um, about, but... I See, I think relegation would be cool. I just don't think it actually ever happens. But what are, what are they going to do? Just tell these other teams to go pound sand? I, I just can't see them saying that. What do you mean pound sand? Like the... Um, think... think uh, Teams like UCF just went to the Big 12. Don't have a whole lot of money. Small market. Is anybody really going to be pining for UCF? So what are you, you going to tell these teams to just, like, go away? Like, I don't know if the Big 10 and the, and the SEC are going to absorb those teams. Right, but that's not how relegation works, right? So they... It would yeah, still I, don't be... really, I don't fully understand the concept, so... So you have your you would have your Big Ten ACC or Big Ten SEC, yeah. And then you'd have your ACC Big Twelve underneath them per se. Those two those teams still play. All the that that second tier still plays games. They still have championships. They actually still could play. Um, so let's just use like uh, let's just use the English soccer and how they do things right just they have you know they're different tiers your big 10 your big 10 sec your acc big 12 
and then whatever. There's even a third one below that. And they play all year against each other. And at the end of the year, whoever has the most points wins, whatever. You can still have a playoff to determine. That doesn't really matter. But they also still have, in their case, and for football, they still have different tournaments where the teams from the middle tier still play the teams from the top tier, etc. So there's not there would be no reason for uh like they would still have opportunities for like say in Alabama to play at UCF, whether that's in some sort of various exhibition or or a non-conference game, whatever you want to call it, they could still play those. And then those those UCFs of the world that are playing in the Big 12 versus ACC league, if they were in a if like let's say you had a 12 team playoff there, you could just say maybe the top 12, whether or not you win the national championship or not for that league. We just say those top 12 teams get bumped up to the big 10 sec every year. And then you take the bottom 12 teams from the big 10 sec. And those bottom 12 would drop down to the big 12 ACC league. Okay. So, so, so what that means is not only do the top teams that are playing for championships, doesn't matter, but also the teams at the bottom, just because you're not going to be in the playoff, doesn't mean you want to get bumped out of the Big Ten. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, they have to cut, and whether they do that, or I I don't see what, what other alternative they'd have. Because they have to come up with something for these teams to do. Uh, other than, because if you don't do that, then if you're a team like a UCF or um, another team like our Wake Forest, well, then you might as well be in the MAC, you know, because you're not really going to be playing for. And, and I know, you know, typically it's a long shot for a team like that to compete for a national championship, but that's I, I like to believe that's their goal at the beginning of the year is to compete for a national championship, and you're just not going to have that opportunity then. No, I mean I think that's the point, right? It. It gives everybody a reason to care about the season. Yeah. Regardless of if you're in it or not. Because you don't want to be at the bottom. You still have those non-conference tournaments or games where you can still play your rivals, even if they're not in your tier anymore. But yeah, it would think, it, it would take a lot for Americans to get behind that. I was gonna say, I think a problem you could run into, and a reason why this would probably be a long shot. Is let's say Notre Dame or Penn State. Let's say they had a tough year. They lost their coach. They lost a bunch of guys in the portal. They go four and eight. All of a sudden, they're right. in the relegation league, and right. all of a sudden, you see big changes because uh, because they're not out just out for that year. They're out for the next year too. So that would be the problem you'd run into. I'd be I'd be all right with it because I'd be like, well, don't go four and eight. You won't have to worry about it. But right. a lot of people and the money. The TV networks will not like that idea. When you have a big brand, just not, you, and you know they're not going to be competing for a championship for two years. Why two years? I guess I'm confused. Well, the two years, the year that you sucked, and then the right. next year. Yeah. I see. Where you but, could go 10 and 2 that next year, and it doesn't but then the, the But then you have a bigger brand in that second tier. Or maybe people didn't care as much about Penn State, but now they're in the championship for that second tier. Now people care about that. So maybe you don't yeah. lose that much. 
from yeah, a TV true. perspective. But I agree yeah, with you. Because I mean, people would still watch it to see who gets moved up the next year. But... Penn State, people still watched Penn State when they were going through the middle of the sanctions and they couldn't even beat Ohio. This is true. Yeah. But I mean, like the playoff, like ESPN, who will have the playoff for Infinity in all likelihood. <laughs> They're not going to like the idea of risking one of the big brands just not being in it, even if they have a great year. Although the, the, the I mean, if they have the relevate, if they have the relegation league, I guess they will. I guess they won't care as much. But well, I don't know. They used to do it in uh, NCAA fourteen all the time on NCAA games. Used to create my conferences, and I've had people relegate and go up every year. The interesting, cool thing about it is when it comes to recruiting, because you might have guys all lined up for your 2025 class, but then you get relegated. Well, now all those guys have to decide, do they want to play in the second tier? Yeah, At you least better get the transfer year. portal figured out with that. Because you're going to see a bunch of, you're going to see a mass exodus. From <laughs> from, you, from teams that are leaving tier one to go yeah. down to tier two. Yeah. Yeah. Especially from like these big schools that get these top players. I mean, like a team like Oklahoma two years ago. I think they went five and seven. They might have had to go to relegation last year. And, you know, it, it, that would be disastrous for them <laughs> with the poor. It, it would mean a lot about winning. It would put an insane emphasis, though, on the regular season, which is what non-playoff expansionist people hated about expansion was that you're taking away from the regular season. Well, if five and seven Oklahoma doesn't get relegated, but four and eight does, you know, maybe that maybe that makes it more interesting because you're right. If Oklahoma gets relegated, they are not only demolished from, you know, going down a tier and money and having to play against weaker opponents, et cetera. But you're right. From a transporter perspective, their roster might be decimated. From a recruiting perspective, their roster may de- be decimated. You go down a tier, it might not be a guarantee that you get back right up in the next in the next year. So absolutely. Kind of interesting to think about. I'm I, I'm actually not necessarily opposed. I don't think it's ever going to happen, but I'm not opposed to the idea. Um, but you're right; they're going to have to do something with these schools that they continue to try to expand the playoff and slowly try to consolidate the conferences. Yeah, and but you know the thing is, Corey, they really don't have to do it. Like, look at Oregon State, Washington State. Just they just care. left them out off the altar. They just left them at the altar. I yeah. mean, they just said. All right, we're going the Big Ten. We're going the ACC. We're going the Big Twelve. See you guys later. <laughs> so True, they've done it. <laughs> I yeah. mean, the they're, they're, Oregon State. I, I where are they playing in the Mount West this year? I they I don't. I, I think so. What they're doing some goofy thing. I know for them. all other sports, they joined the West Coast Conference, the right. WCC, for everything non-football. I want to say that there was talks about them joining or not really join, like doing what Notre Dame did, where like they yeah. played so many ACC games, they were going to play so many Mountain West games, but not necessarily join the Mountain West. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. That's a good point, though. That, like they didn't have to, I guess, do anything. Um, I wanted to talk, just give you a quick update uh, on three, updated their 2025 rankings, Sean. Couple big, I mean, Penn State's linebackers are doing fantastic. Uh, linebacker DJ Clary, four-star, 110th overall now, number two in the state of New Jersey. Um, Alex Tash now like just rocketed up the rankings. Four-star guy. Um, Buck 53 for on three. 
and I should say the uh, the star rating is not on three. That's industry rating. Uh, 153 overall, third in PA. Deshaun Burnett or Bennett, excuse me. Uh, four Burnett. star Burnett, sorry. Uh, four star, eleventh in PA, three fourteen overall, and then uh, Brady O'Hara, four star, three forty three, twelfth in PA. Or is that PA? Yeah, twelfth in PA. Uh, yeah, he's from Pittsburgh, isn't he? Indeed. Yeah. Uh, so they're going up a little bit there. Uh, I just wanted to really quick talk on Alex Tash because I think he jumped up. I want to say he jumped up rivals as well. He did. He did. And um, I think on three, that's their composite rating. I think their ranking actually is like 40 some for Alex Tash. I think I want to say 45. So, okay, yeah, overall. So, I mean, <laughs> that's that's as big of a jump as you could act as you could ask for being on rank to top 100 in the top 50 in the country. Uh, but this is what this is what they've done in the past right. few years is find talent early. And they're showing that uh, the staff is showing that they could do that again. And this is one of the coaching staff's biggest, uh, the biggest pluses for them is being able to identify talent to get after it. So, um, yeah, that's I mean, does it mean that these players magically became better overnight? No, but it's always nice to see them get recognized. Uh, only other thing I wanted to mention, top twenty-five wise, or top, yeah, twenty twenty-five wise, uh, Matt Zoller's QB list down to Georgia, Missouri, Penn State, and Pittsburgh. Doesn't look like he's going to wait around too much longer for his commitment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Penn State already has a quarterback in this class, and uh, Beckham Pritza, but um. Yeah, it would be nice to have Mr. Zoller stay home and come and stay up and come come to Penn State. It's always tough competing with Georgia. Uh, we've gotten burned by the Georgia right. Bulldogs maybe more than anybody. A couple times. Uh, including Ohio State, Michigan. Um, you know, we've beaten Ohio State, Michigan out for guys, but past few years, Georgia has just killed us on the trail. So I think he got a big bump. In on three as well. He's up to 17th nationally in on three's rankings. Yeah. Yeah, and he's a good player. He's going to be really good. So Just is insane to me, though. So he goes from 17th nationally for on three and isn't ranked, I guess, by rivals yet. Well, we know what ranking we go with. Right. Just crazy to me. Because, like, the yeah. rivals has him as a four-star, but that doesn't have a number behind him. Even ESPN has Zoller's ranked, and ESPN's way always behind, right? So, uh, from from Royersford, Pennsylvania, which where the hell is Royersford, Pennsylvania? That is a good question that I will discover right now. Okay, not. I'm sure it's um, a suburb of somewhere, probably, but give me a hint. Don't don't just blur it out. Okay, you are correct. It is a it is a suburb, a big city. A Philly. Yeah, I was gonna say there's only like two big cities in the whole state. So. <laughs> I don't know how many people live in a suburb of Harrisburg. Well, there's Harrisburg, there's Pittsburgh. Allentown's not really a big city. 
but I'm saying, like, is there a true suburb of Harrisburg? Like, what town would be a suburb of Harrisburg? Um, York? You consider York? York's kind of far, though, isn't it? York's yeah. Maryland. <laughs> so, no, I wouldn't consider Carlisle? That. Yeah, yeah, I guess Carlisle. I always kind of thought of Harrisburg as its own thing. Yeah. But anyway. I'm sure there are suburbs. There are suburbs of Scranton, and Scranton's smarter than Harrisburg, so. Yeah, it's, we're using suburb loosely now. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, well, good. We now know where Royersford is. Now, I don't know if I've ever even heard of Royersford in my life. It's in Montgomery County. Okay. Uh, good to know. Uh, favorite time of the show. I don't know if anyone could even disagree with this. Let's talk winter workouts, Sean. Right after the episode and the rant about Drew Aller, by the way, we got some comments on YouTube about us going too hard on Drew Aller, which I'm, surprisingly I think may have been the first time. Uh, right after that episode, because we record on Wednesday nights, Thursday they had their winter workout, winter workout number six, and Drew Aller was one competitor of the uh, competitor of the day. Surprised by that, Sean? Do you think are, is is Daniel Bryan listening to this podcast? I mean, to quote Michael Jordan from The Last Dance, he took it personally. Uh, here, what Corey was saying, it was mostly Corey. Uh, oh, <laughs> throw me under the bus. I was mostly you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think he probably did hear it. Well, nah, it's it's just one of those things that's bound to happen. And, um, you know, like and like I said on the last episode, pretty much all of these guys work hard. Do I think they all work hard? Probably not to probably a few guys that don't, but their quarterback room from everything that I've heard about it, it says it that they're all very, very competitive. And I think it it's a long line of having competitive rooms at that quarterback spot, probably going back to hack. Um, you know, that guys just compete and they want to be there and you know bust their butt to get on the field. And there's only one guy who could really be on the field all the time. So I knew we were going to see, I knew eventually you'd see Drew win it. So, well, right when that happened, the very next one, Jackson Smolik won his first one on Tuesday. So all of the quarterbacks have now won it at least once. Bo Perbila still leads the way with four. I have a feeling Bo Perbila is going to win it tomorrow. That's my guess. So he's going to win, he's going to win it tomorrow. Uh, Nick Singleton still has the lead with three for the running backs. He picked up another one on Tuesday. Um, Tyler Dzanski still has the lead for special teams, a long snapper. Have a tie at safety. Saki Wheatley, Lamont Payne, and Kevin Winston Jr. have all won it twice. Um, corners, Cam Miller has won it three times. Antoine Belgrave Shorter just got on there on Tuesday uh, for his first one. Linebackers, Kobe King picked up his first. He, he hadn't he hadn't been able to get on the board yet. Uh, Dom DeLuca has two. Tyler Elsden has two. I actually should have updated that. And uh, Tony Rojas has two. So kind of a, a group tie there for the most part. Zariah Fisher for the defensive ends has won four competitor of the day awards. So four out of seven have gone to Zariah Fisher. So Zariah Fisher and Bo Perbila have the most for the whole team right now. 
Uh, Jamil Lyons also picked up his first on last Thursday. Nick Dawkins leads the offensive line. He has got three out of seven now. Vega Yaone won his first uh, on Tuesday. The tight ends, Luke Reynolds won his first competitor of the day award on Tuesday. Jerry Cross won his first on Thursday. So some some different tight ends getting involved there. Wide receiver-wise, we mentioned Omari Evans last week when he won it for the first time on, on last Tuesday. And at that point, no wide receiver had won it twice. Well, then Omari Evans comes out and he wins it a second time on Thursday. So uh, Malik Mega won it on Tuesday. So Malik Mega has two and Omari Evans has two for the wide receivers, um, which I don't know if that breeds confidence or not. But that's the update with the competitor of the day winner workout leaderboard. Take it for what you will. Are I'm going to take it seriously because why not? Are you worried about the night Dennis Sutton? Yeah, I saw someone mention that on Twitter about that. No deny Dennis Sutton so far. Um, well, he's not a quarterback, so we don't have to talk about him. He's allowed to work <laughs> as hard as he wants. Um, I haven't watched all of like the highlights. I don't know if he's has he been out there like that would be only, I'm not concerned from an effort standpoint. I would maybe be concerned that he hasn't won it because maybe he's not healthy. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's something like we barely have access in the spring to injuries in the fall. We barely have access to injuries in the winter. We know nothing about injuries, <laughs> so you'll never really know. Like he could have had an offseason procedure right after the season was over. Who knows? I'm not saying that. I have no way. I legitimately have no idea. But yeah, I mean, guys are dealing with injuries all the time. This is your time to recover. If you have something that you could put off till January, you're going to put it off till January. So, so you're starting to deny Dennis Sutton rumors. That's good. That's what else bad. are you going to do on Friday twenty or th- February twenty eighth? Not Friday yet. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. We we went down to winter workout rabbit hole quite a bit last time. Um, what else? Do you have anything else you want to talk about today, Sean? Anything off the top of your head? Oh, you know oh. what? I, I do have one thing I want to talk about. Good. I'm going to go on a rant here. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. I'm pissed about this one. So Penn State parking. No idea what they're doing. No idea what they're doing with Penn State parking lately. So just to back up a year ago, Penn State comes up with this brilliant idea that they're going to allow every season ticket holder to purchase up to three parking passes. Then come to find out that everyone takes advantage of this opportunity not so they can give their parking passes to their friends or they can hold it, just so they can turn around and sell them for twice and make twice the profit off of them. Which everybody and their mother could have told you that's what was going to happen, and that's what had happened. Now, as a as a first-time season ticket holder last year with probably like minus 17 NLC points, I was last to pick parking, and I didn't even have an option to pick parking. So I had to go on to the Facebook world, which I try not to do, and I had to pick, I had to get parking via a, a complete stranger. Now I was able to do it. I didn't get ripped off. 
He charged me twice as much as he paid for. I just smiled and shook his hand because, you know, I had nothing better I could do about it. But I was like, you know what? Whatever. Pay my dues. I'll be fine. Next year comes around, I'll get the spot and, and we'll be good to go. Fast forward to this year. And as you know, I think maybe literally today or the end of the month, season tickets have to be renewed. I have renewed for my second year of being a Penn State season ticket holder for football. And I was not given the option to purchase. Thank you. I have not was not given the option to purchase parking for the second straight year. In fact, nobody was given the option to choose parking for this year. As Penn State has said that they are now sold out of parking. Because they did not make the people who bought three last year return two of them and then go through the process again. So for all the people out there who bought three and sold two of them, they can they can still do that again this year. Anybody who's a season ticket holder and doesn't have a pass still can't get a pass through Penn State at this point. There's other stuff going involved because they're closing down some of their lots this year for, for some other things that are going on renovation-wise, uh, which makes it even a more of a mess. But the problem I have, Sean, is I am now a two-time season ticket holder, and I will not have had the opportunity to buy a parking pass for my season tickets. I can't think of a single sport at any level, high school, college, or professional, where if you're a season ticket holder, you can't get a parking pass for your season tickets for any sport. It's absolutely ridiculous. And to make it matters worse, it's not like we're in a big city. We've got all the room in the world. We've got cow pastures to the left of me, cow pastures to the right of me, and I still can't get a parking pass? They actually upped the donation amount this year, and I can't even get a parking pass? Paying more for less. It's unreal. It's ridiculous. It's just insane. It's it's blasphemy. It's it doesn't make any sense. So uh, I just anyway, I don't. I'm probably gonna honestly call somebody and at least yell at somebody else because I just it's it's unfathomable. You can give them a "Do you know who I am?" Uh, speech, <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll be like, "No." <laughs> don't sorry. uh yeah i mean i'm not a season ticket holder but i have seen a lot of people talking about this and yeah just a couple of years ago it was just standard you would be as i would see our i would see our friends get their get their season tickets a little yelling yellow little yellow parking pass be in the envelope with it and yeah i i i don't know of a school or uh, a team that does it like that so i'm right there with you and like you said the donation i know that didn't that double or something or went up by i think it's another hundred dollars for each another hundred dollars for each for each ticket i think depending where you are yeah i'm not exactly sure you're paying more for less and this is that that particular thing is a problem all throughout sports you're just they're sucking you for everything. And then they, they then they have these you. articles that are like, why are people not going to games anymore? <laughs> That's why. And the thing that thing about Penn State is they know we will. <laughs> they know as long as the team's good, 
there's going to be 107,000 asses in that stadium almost every week. So they're really, they really have us by the you know what. And it's sad, but they know what they're doing. That's just kind of the way our world is right now. Yeah, but okay. Let me ask you this Are you paying too much for health insurance? Too busy to read long, complicated policies. Meet Patrick Motti of Motti Health, a former Penn State letterman and your new health insurance coach. Patrick leverages years of expertise to offer customized insurance solutions to help you develop a coverage game plan that secures your family's health and future. As a father, Patrick understands the importance of reliable health coverage for your family. From individual plans to family coverage, Patrick ensures you get the best protection for your health and budget. Because it ain't cheap and it ain't free. Moddy Health, one breaker, one broker, endless solution. Now offering up to $500 cash bonus for every customer that you refer. So quit overpaying for health insurance and potentially Penn State parking. And visit modihealth.com to schedule a free consultation with Patrick today. I guarantee you, if you meet Patrick Motti, no matter where it is, you don't have to worry about a parking pass. Promise you. I mean, unless I guess it's at a Penn State football game. Yeah, except there, uh, even with even with the last name. Uh, you know, our uh, our buddy Michael Higgins just had a baby, so congratulations. Maybe he should call Patrick Motti for some Motti Health for to look into Motti Health Insurance. Look Dude, at all of his you, options. Are babies? I I don't know if this. I'm, I'm sure that doesn't matter. But like, are, if you're a baby, do you count for the same amount of health insurance as like a six year old? I, I believe so. Yeah, I think doesn't it doesn't matter. No, and really, when you're a baby, you go to the doctor a hell of a lot more than you do as a six year old. You have to get. I feel like if you're under if you're under 25 pounds, I feel like there should be a discount. There really should be. Um, I know a lot of times the family plans for a lot of people. It's not every time, like the plans for a, a married couple versus you know adding another child. Usually, it's not that drastic of an increase, though. But that's something you have to talk to Patrick Mowdy about. Exactly, we're not the experts. <laughs> yeah, Patrick, I'm not, I, I don't knows. know anything, but he does. No, exactly. Um, anyway, I got fired up about that. I was I was meeting with some family friends on Sunday, talking about parking. Yeah. And- I'm 100% there with you, man. It's just insane. It's just crazy, right? Like, there's no reason ever that a a student, a season ticket holder should not have a parking pass. And look, if if, if you don't give me the lot I want, whatever. Can't necessarily argue that. But there's absolutely no reason I don't have a space somewhere in what is the former yellow lots. And you know, that's the other thing, Corey. It's not like... And I, I think I've got a mini rants before about the parking situation. And I kind of get it because they rent the, you know, the, it's their cow pastures. There's not much you could do with it. It's not like it's all, you know, easy walking. I've been before, I, I think it's lot 43. It's kind of, it's right by the, it's right by the road that right, uh, that if you cross it, you go up the big hill, you're at the hospital. I've walked down that road after a rainstorm before. I don't know how old people could do it. I don't know how kids could do it. Like, you're going to hurt yourself because it's all mud. I nearly slipped. I mean, 
Like, that's what you're paying all that money for? And then you're telling season ticket holders, actually, yeah, your parking Double might it. not come included. Yeah, we're going to end. Yeah. We're going to yeah, we're going to double it because you're going to buy it from a third party who's obviously going to try to get a profit off it. Yeah, it's just not right. And that's like I was able to get one without it being a huge ripoff or getting like ripped off completely not getting anything. Like you're asking, no offense, but the boomers out there that maybe aren't as apt with you know, making sure a deal is a good deal or making sure they're talking to a real person like that. You're asking now for people to do things that they shouldn't even have to be doing. No, the school should do it. like like they done like they did for 100 years or however long they that not that long is parking used to not be insane. But I wonder what they did with the horse. They come out with the horse and buggy 120 years ago for Penn State football. <laughs> They'd go to. uh I think they still have uh, at Old Main. I, I, I think they still have some of those uh, those those poles they used to put the horse and buggy at. Uh, so maybe we yeah. should get some of those back. I think horse and buggy did the game. Anyway, as long as I'm not going there two and a half hours away, right from Scranton, it wouldn't be two and a half hours then. And also, just for that same point, they also usually send out like just uh, again season ticket holders a. A uh, a blue and white pass, and it's free, uh, free parking and everything for season ticket holders, and they haven't sent those out either. What's a blue white pass? It's just like a so anywhere anyone can park anywhere for the blue and white game. Like you can park wherever oh, you want. Gotcha, gotcha. But it just lets you blue park way. there for free. Yeah, yeah. First off, that's insane that they charge parking for the blue white game. <laughs> just in general. Um, you know, for non-season ticket holders like myself, um, you know, and I'm all right even because now you have to pay the five dollars or whatever to go to the Blue Lake game. I'm okay with paying a little extra, uh, with paying five dollars to go to the game. It's, it's whatever, but you shouldn't be charged to park there. Wait, we have to pay for blue and white now? <laughs> I think we do, don't we? Or am I delusional? I think you might be delusional. Okay, I might be delusional. But like I said, I would be all right with paying five. Maybe, yeah, maybe I might be getting it mixed up. I have to pay for parking, not not the game itself. I'm looking here just to double check. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think it's parking we pay for. It says it's free and open to the public. Okay, I stand corrected. Anyway, that's got me all fired up on a freaking yeah. Wednesday in February, but it's just. It's just, again, like, <laughs> this has been a, I, I know we're not even, like, close, I guess, to the end of the offseason. I always feel like getting into March makes me feel better because then spring practice starts and you kind of feel it. And then once you get to summer, you're in the summer. Um, it's been a demoralizing offseason for me, Sean, just straight up. Yeah. Just with the culture of college football right now or yeah. team or. Less yeah. to do with the team. All of it. All of it. All of it. Yeah, I mean, I think I hear you. Um, like, who really feels good going? If you think about it, who really feels great going into this offseason outside of maybe like, Ohio State? Because well, not just Michigan, that, but... they won the title, and then their whole world collapses. Um, right. Washington lost their coach. Bama lost their coach. Like, it feels like nobody really Oregon feels Oregon probably great. feels pretty good. 
Oregon probably does feel good. Uh, Ohio State probably feels good, but it's few and far between, really. Like just, just so many unknowns, zo- right? Zooming out a little bit, yeah. So many unknowns. So yeah, George will be back, I'm sure. Um, but you know, they just had a for their standards of disappointing year. So yeah, I think if you zoom out, there are a lot of teams. There there are a lot of fan bases and a lot of fans that feel. That feels similar. And like going into last season, I felt like we were stoked to get started. Right. Um, but we also talked, if you remember, we talked about expectations and how tricky expectations could be. And it makes for fun conversations in the offseason and it leads to a lot of excitement. But there's nothing worse than being let down. And I think uh, I think a lot of fans felt that way this past year. Right. Because it just didn't go the way we wanted it to. Well, on that very beautiful note, <laughs> you got anything else? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. We'll get out here a little early tonight. Well, uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter at HardcorePSUFB or X. And uh, if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen. We will be back next week. Right? Nothing crazy going on next week, Sean? I don't think so. The combine will be over, so we'll have more stuff than the combine. Yeah, the combine just started, but I think it's been mostly, I think it's been all interviews. The real combine starts. Interviews and health and exams and. Yeah. yeah. So we'll start getting times for everybody. Expecting big things from a lot of people. Cops going to light it up. For it, said he thinks Theo's gonna light it up by tenure degree. So, yeah, gonna be fun. All right. Well, for Sean Kane, I'm Corey Lestoke. You've been listening to Hardcore Penn State Football. Until next week, have a good one, everybody. Good day, everybody.